0: Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.
1: What do you do if you wake up in the middle of the night and your bed is shaking? What happens if your nearest neighbors happen to be a family of Sasquatch? How do you know whether to head for the psychiatrist's couch or to call Ben and me? Or both? Or how can they call us at the same time? Well, anything's possible. Mm, Good point.
2: Good point. Good point. All right, so... Hey there, and welcome to the one hundred and uh, the one hundred ninety second. I thought it was, uh, man, I can't believe it was yeah, it's not ninety two. Yeah, the hundred ninety nine hundred uh, the one hundred ninety second broadcast behind the paranormal with Paul Eno and our Monday drive time show on W O O N twelve forty a.m. and or on Worldwide dot com. I'm Ben, and you definitely know it's Monday because I'm messing
1: up everything. Yeah, loves caffeine for you.
2: And asking those really scary questions are kind of funny if you do have a neighbor's task watches. And my co host and partner in Paranormal, my dad.
1: Okay, well, we have no guests this evening. It's an open line show. And we'll be answering some more of the hundreds of emails we received after our October 13th appearance on Coast to Coast AM with George Nury. Uh, One in particular we're going to concentrate on that's rather lengthy.
2: Oh, yeah, it's four pages long. Anyway, but before we do that, we cannot forget our weekly paranormal contest. And last week's question was, where does the lake monster known as
1: Cressy live? Uh, The answer, Crescent Lake in Newfoundland, Canada. That's a weird lake. It's a stra- it's a really strange place. Uh, with confirmed reports of huge eels that have been known to attack divers, uh, not hurting them, but scaring them, certainly. Uh, some of them up to eight feet long, I've been told. And huge holes punched in the winter ice, apparently from below. Oh, yeah, there's
2: some really weird stuff over there. I read about that last night because yeah. I had nothing to do. All right, so um, this week's question is... Uh, Oh, we, we forgot to announce the winner.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, was, uh, Ke- Kelly Redmond of Tacoma, Washington, whose name has turned up in this contest before. Hmm.
2: Oh, well. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, see, it is a Monday. We're both messing up. All right. This week's question is, of the ten people who watched the unwrapping of the mummy of King Tut in 1923, how many of them died from the curse that was supposedly on the tomb? If you can handle that, call us locally at 401-766-1240 or from anywhere in the U.S. at 800-449-1240. If I don't announce a winner during the show and you still think you have a shot, drop a line to me at benditbehindtheparanormal.com.
1: The winner will receive a copy of my last book, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny. Great, so here
2: are our call-in numbers tonight since it is an open line show. Our numbers today uh, nationally at 800-449-1240 or locally at 401-766-1240.
1: Okay, we're going to go to our first email. Uh, it's it's very long, but we think that it has things that might be of benefit to many listeners, maybe having similar problems because these uh, these problems that are are plaguing uh, Bert uh, from uh, I believe he's from Florida uh, are uh, relatively common, but uh, not necessarily altogether as this this poor fellow has, has had to endure. So uh, we're going to take it in sections, uh, Ben, as you see fit.
2: <coughs> right. So I am assuming, evidently, that parasites uh, can slash control, can influence slash control those I have contact with, or is everything I do just influenced by bad luck? Somehow I don't gather that you think that from listening to you on your programs, but perhaps parasites can influence those that are asked for that asked for help to turn their rag.
1: Okay, uh, let me just make a comment there. The notion of parasites, for those who are not familiar, uh, they're a common theme with Ben and me. Uh, for the past 40 years, I have been a paranormal researcher, although I, I don't think that's big enough. I like to call it uh, these days. We are cosmic journeyers. And in these cosmic journeys, we do encounter negative entities that we refer to as parasites. Folklore calls them demons. Evil spirits, etc. You know, we, we we define things as best we understand them, but we find that they are living forms, life forms that that, that come through from parallel realities, as in quantum mechanics. And <clears throat> excuse me, they do tend to feed upon us. So this is what. Uh, bird is referring to when he says parasites. okay, Ben go ahead.
2: All right, so these are not the usual everyday setbacks that one encounters through life, but a seemingly endless assault of them that continues to get more intense then then may slow le- slow down for a while after enough damage is done to my life, somewhat like the Chinese finger trap or a puzzle. The harder you try to pull to get out, the tighter the tube becomes around your fingers. So the harder I try, the worse things get, and the more negative events happen. I am getting to the point of mental and physical exhaustion. In the following paragraphs, I will try to relate these events better. Okay. So should I...
1: All right. Uh, okay. oh, actually, let, let, I'll, I'll take that as it comes... We do have a call. First, uh, I'll take that first. Uh, hello, welcome good to, good to evening, Behind the General. Paranormal. Good evening. Am I on? Uh, okay. We... Hello? Hello? Okay,
0: uh um, am I on? Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh first of all, like uh, good job on your program. I enjoy it. Thank you. Uh I have a question for you because I can't explain this and uh, maybe you folks can. Um several years ago, about 4 or 5 years ago, uh this came to me like a dream and yet it was not a dream. It's it's like um in between the being actually conscious and seeing something taking place in front of you. And, and, but it never ever left my mind. So maybe you can help me distinguish what the hell happened here. But I was in bed and I could literally start to see myself, um, moving about in my bedroom. And there was another person in the room, uh, with me and we were having a conversation. And I can't remember what the conversation was about, what the subject matter was, but it's like I can I can feel myself laying in bed, wanting to partake of the conversation and what was happening in the bedroom, but it's like uh, I wasn't allowed to. No one said to me, lay down and shut up or anything of that nature, but it was like they were either ignoring me, or they weren't conscious of my being there. I don't know. It was almost like an out-of-body experience.
1: That's very interesting. Uh, can I do? You, can I ask your first name?
0: Sure, Norm.
1: Uh, Norm. Okay. Are you from uh, the Blackstone Valley? Here? Oh, I from... certainly am.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Very good. All right, a local uh, local fella here. Yep. Okay, uh, Norm. Let me uh, try and respond to that. Yep. Uh, what what you describe is really not all that unusual. Okay? okay. Now you were lying in bed at the time, right? Yes. Okay, so I qualify what I'm going to say by, by suggesting that when we are in the state between sleep, and and maybe Ben has, a, has some uh, insights on this, between sleep and waking, we tend to be very, very sensitive, whether coming out of sleep or going into it. Okay. Uh, I know that I very often will, will be lying, and I'll hear a voice almost right in my ear, something unrelated to what's happening, or yeah. just, you know, just we send, tend to be very sensitive to what we believe very strongly are parallel realities okay okay? now uh, many of the interpretations of quantum mechanics have the idea of parallel worlds and many of those interpretations would say that these are fulfilled worlds that already exist beside us at the same time time essentially all happens all at once and that's what I found in paranormal research it's the only thing that that to my mind and to our mind here explains everything we see Mm -hmm. so what you were having Probably, uh, was a parallel world experience. Okay. Because, uh, and we've run into this before. We had, uh, give you an example. We had a case in, in, I, I had a case in Connecticut, Ben was just a twinkle in my eye at the time. And we had, uh, gone over there and on a hunch, I recorded the, what they'd been, re- what they'd been reporting was s- certain kind of footsteps coming down the stairs. Yeah. At odd times of the day. The whole family would be sitting there and they would, the stairs were in plain sight. They wouldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. So on a hunch, I recorded the man coming down the stairs in the morning. Uh-huh. And, you know, how we, we have our habits. You know, we, we shave pretty much in the same way, those of us who shave, yep. and this sort of thing. And this fellow came down the stairs in the same way pretty much every day. And it sounded exactly like what the family was hearing. I- it was the guy coming down the stairs in the morning. Mm-hmm. because of the energies at the site, and it has to do with electromagnetic fields and this kind of thing, the, the, the space-time thing was overlapping.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and that happens all the time. I think you were simply having an experience of uh, space-time overlapping in in your bedroom. It's very I common. I see. And I think it's as simple as that. It's not ghosts or anything to be afraid of. Oh, I
0: didn't of. think it was either.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so I think that's a, si- a simple, if you can call that simple, I think it's as simple as that.
0: Well, I, I, uh, do, do only certain people can experience this, or can anyone experience?
1: This? Well, I think anyone can experience this okay. because our lives are pretty much lived by means of the same energy. We're kind of all kind of united with each other. Yep. And I always say on this show, uh, you know, with all due respect to the founders of our country, that individualism isn't good enough. I mean, there <laughs> really is no such thing as an individual, yeah. uh, strictly speaking. So I, I think that's uh, you essentially are sharing. See, so you you are bigger than you. You you are a super person. Your life uh, exists in many parallel lives across the multiverse in in a great big echo, so to speak.
2: And by super person, we don't mean the term that Nishi came up with?
1: Well, maybe he wears a cape. I can't see him.
2: Well, I don't know. He's not a Superman. Well, well, sure.
1: Well, we all are in a way.
2: Well, I guess. You know, but but it's sort of
1: su- super personality kind of thing. I, you I, know, I we're more what than we appear. Exactly. Yeah. So that that essentially is uh, the answer that I would give you.
0: I want to ask you another question, if I may. Certainly. Uh, just an opinion. Do you believe? Uh, and I'm a, a person that believes in the Almighty. But after that, all bets are off. I don't understand a lot of. I think a lot of everything after that is sort of man made. Uh, uh, association or man-made, uh, you know, entities. That... Mm-hmm. Anyway, organizing religions and things of that nature. Let me ask you this. If, if and when we die, when we pass on, do we go to another place? Uh, I, I believe we do. I don't believe we're just, it's the end. I believe we go to another place to do whatever. Now, you believe in that concept or, or uh,
1: yeah, I, I tend to do that and I'm because I'm coming out of, you know, ten years in the seminary myself okay. uh, many years ago.
0: Then then you're a very qualified dancer.
1: Uh, well, from that point of view, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think it it one of the things one of my complaints against uh, you know, quote unquote organized religion and some yeah. of it is, if some of it isn't all that organized yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> is is that it's it's not big enough. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 it, it tends to have tunnel vision it can 't often see the big picture, and that 's my complaint with science, with society with, with just the way we think here in the West yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. But, to answer, but yeah, I, I do agree with you, I think that essentially what, what happens is that we uh, make our own bed as it were, in the multiverse yeah. what, what happens in nature? Things take the path of least resistance. Uh, from one place to another uh-huh. uh, I think we're living parallel lives I think our subconscious mind is made up of these parallel lives And that includes bodies yep. May not be the same form as we have now But yes. it's all us yeah. So I think that, that when uh, this one wears out You know, kind of like the leaf falling off the tree Or the yep. flake of skin falling off your finger mm-hmm. uh, you simply, Your consciousness simply shifts to where you already are I see. In a bed you've made, so to speak So if you're, a, you know, a sort of a selfish jerk here you're going to continue to be a selfish jerk in whatever parallel life ah. and if but and if you're but if you're mother teresa and you've discovered the secret which is that it's not about you that's right. it's not about me it's yeah. about us that's then, right. then that's then
0: my philosophy that's exactly
1: right. yeah so we're, so we're certainly on the same page
0: all right listen you've been very helpful and extremely interesting and we'll, thank uh, you. we'll keep listening and talk to you guys later
1: God, We'll call in anytime
0: yes. we will thank you very much okay very bye good bye
1: all right. Uh we have another call. Uh hi, uh, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Hello. Oh, maybe gave up. Sorry. Okay. Well, whoever it was, you're welcome to call back. Uh, so well, if you're local uh 766 1240 or nationally 800 449 1240. Now, back to poor Birdher here who continues to wait for his answers. He must be like, whoa, okay. right now. All right. Uh, let, me, let me just glance at this to refresh my memory. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, Ben had read this uh, second part. Uh, a lot of setbacks and encounters through life, uh, and he's, he's um, suspecting that parasites, these negative entities, are sort of uh, uh, creating problems in his life. And he says, the harder he tries, the worse things get. I think that's a, that's a key phrase. That happens to a lot of people. I think it happens to a lot of people, too. One danger, of course, and this probably goes without saying, is that you want to be careful... To, to accept the personal responsibility the comes. Now, I'm not saying this is the case here, because some people just seem to have lives that, that, that are just one torture event after another. But we have to be wary of blaming parasites every time a dish falls off a shelf and breaks. Uh, if something throws it across the room at you, that's probably different. Yeah. I've had that happen to me. But I think that very, very often you have to be very careful of blaming common circumstances on things uh, that are not necessarily caused by parasites. Now, as we move on here, you'll see that the, that isn't good enough to explain what's happening to, to Bird here. But I think just in general, uh, being careful not to uh, blame uh, parasites for things that are just things that just go wrong all the time, and there's plenty that can go wrong. It doesn't need the help of anybody but ourselves, or not even the help of anything. So uh, that being said, why don't you read the next? Um, uh, oh no, there's the key phrase there. I wanted to deal with that as well, uh, which of course was. Um, The harder he tries, the worse things get. There is something that I had to learn. It took me about 40 years. And I had to learn that the brain isn't good enough. And I'm kind of of wary about saying that because you don't want to check your brain at the door when you consider any of these things. But on the other hand, the brain, in, in our Western way of thinking, our Western categorical way of thinking, is kind of all there is to it. If science can't justify it, if we can't uh you know f- see it feel it touch it taste it or, or hear it then somehow it's not not good enough and i think we have to go beyond that to explain some of these things okay i'm going to take another break here to take another call go ahead hello welcome to behind the paranormal hello hello hi hi can you can you hear me
3: yeah
1: okay good yes uh and uh what's your name and where are you from
3: yeah, uh, this is Bert calling. in. Oh,
1: okay. Well, oh wow, Perfect. it's the man himself. Okay, yeah, Bert. I'm uh, you guys
3: must be delayed a little bit. I'm watching you. Sue told me to try to call if I
1: wanted to. Oh, very good. Yeah, I do. Um, I do appreciate that. And again, apologies for not having dealt with this much sooner, but we're uh, we're willing to give this the whole show uh, to try and answer your questions here, Bert. So yeah, as well, I, if I appreciate that beyond words. I really do. Well, no, because I mean a lot of people are. Ha- I think this can help a lot of people because uh, so. you're not alone and and that's the big thing to realize is that uh, you're not you're not alone okay so um yeah, ben had just read this section and i was just uh, just about to deal with with the idea that uh, uh you know the more the more you feel you try the less success you believe you have and, and perhaps the more opposition you seem seem to have oh yeah yeah, yeah. Th-
3: that... it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a psychological thing i've looked at it ten ways from every
1: which way I can. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, no, and, and I, I agree with that. I think that w- th- this is one of the paradoxes. And we always say the multiverse in our lives and everything about it is filled with paradoxes. Th- things that, that would seem to work but have the opposite effect or things that seem to be true but really aren't. And one of these is sometimes the more effort you put into something, the the, the less success you're going to have. Our whole philosophy, I guess, is what kind of, you might call it Zen or Buddhist or something is that if, if you let it go, often that's when you have the best success. So just the way you worded that kind of struck struck me as as just requiring a comment to that effect. That sometimes the more you try, the more opposition you see you're going to have, whether from your your own uh, you know inner personality or parasites or whatever. That's one of the paradoxes. So sometimes it's best to kind of back off. And just kind of let it go, take it—not even a day at a time, a moment at a time. And, right. And the, a yeah. Okay. Well, good. So maybe maybe that's it's been an instructive experience in that regard. But okay, we're going to take, move on to um, Ben. If you take away the, and you're certainly welcome the question Ben too, because he's uh, uh, younger than I am so, and he's going through ha- has been through a lot himself. So
2: okay, yeah. now I can finally read this. Anyway,
1: okay. They have nothing to do with. Uh, i 'm sorry
2: numbers have nothing to do with
1: person oh you 're right you 're right, yes, yeah, see okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so
2: my life is a series of constant setbacks it is It is like i' I have to run in in parentheses uh like a'm like a mouse on an exercise wheel just to maintain, but I never get ahead or have time to do what I enjoy. There have been a few exceptions to this. Like while I was in college, this negative energy slash parasite seemed to dissipate over time, and more positive things happened. However, after returning home, the negative started in uh, started to increase, uh, started to increasingly take over again. The house I live in is this, is the house I grew up in as I purchased it from my mother, which is another part of this story I will not get into now.
1: So Okay. Th- that, was, th- that kind of struck us as, as interesting. You still live in the same house. Do you suspect that, as we sometimes do, there may be parasitical entities connected with the site at all? Yeah. What, what other paranormal experiences have you had in this house? I know be- you go into some Before here.
3: Before I listened to you, I would have said, no, but I've listened to you number of shows, plus, uh, and on a more positive side is Dr. Richard Bartlett's Matrix, Ener- Matrix Energetics, which he deals with uh, quantum physics, parallel universe, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But healing. So nonetheless, Um the other things that have happened around here, since I was a little kid, a lot of stuff happened. I mean, When I was a little kid, I'd see Native Americans here. This was Native Americans. Hunting and fishing, bro.
1: And you are in Florida, right? No. Oh, you're not? I'm sorry. I it's thought it was...
3: okay if you want to.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> you know, um, discuss it that way. No, I'm in Ohio.
1: Oh, Ohio. Well, it's about as far away as you can get. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, you know, Ohio has spots that are interesting. But but go, go ahead and continue. Native Americans, you said.
3: Well, and, and one thing I can relate that has something to do with what I've heard you speak about before is. Underneath the area where I live, there, although they've closed it off somewhat, there's a lot of caves. There's uh, a lot of underground water streams, you know, a lot of people. I have uh, a well with well water, and underneath here, along the lake area, there's a lot of caves. The ones that went deep underground, though, got closed off for some reason or another. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, it had to do with bootleggers
1: uh, hiding. Yeah. No. Yeah. You mentioned the, in the email. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you're right. As well, if you listen to our shows, you hear we sometimes mention the the, uh, the water table or the, the nature of the soil, and certainly the nature of the uh, the geology under the site. It's it uh, seems to be very relevant in conducting electromagnetic fields that can do funny things with spacetime. So uh, so go ahead. Would you tell us more about the uh, Native, Mar- Native American uh, appar- oh, I, apparitions? I... Are
3: i've seen them a few times when i was a child um, i remember with my friends we were playing seeing and i i don't even have a word for it in the backyard what we probably tried to filter mentally because we couldn't understand it it's looking like two sheets in the backyard something white in the backyard as we were coming out of the garage in the daylight and we jumped back in the garage and looked at each other and was like, did you see that? And I'm thinking, my mom was hanging up clothes or something in the backyard and we went back out there. Nah, she's not out there. She was in the house and she wasn't doing laundry. <laughs> so mm. we couldn't figure out what that was. And I know, uh, my father came home excited one time, uh, when he's coming home from work about three o'clock in the morning and, uh, they had seen nine UFOs over one of the islands here. Really? An mm-hmm. airline pilot that was on a layover that it stopped along the road and my dad was in the Air Force and supposedly I guess it was in intelligence and that. so he had some training with identifying things. He thought there were helicopters until he got closer. And then they drove up to the point of the island and they saw one of the sheriff's deputies sitting up there. I could hear some chatter on the radio and he was sitting there watching them. So So we all just kind of hung out there and watched them together, and he said they just left going in every different direction.
1: Obviously a very active area.
3: Yeah, it was. Sometimes it is. I've seen a couple things here in the fall of unexplainable lights that first I thought they were stars when I came out, but I realized they were brighter than Jupiter and probably about three times as big and just kind of hanging there, and then they started moving real slowly. Interesting. Stuff like that here, but nonetheless, getting back, I'm kind of, kind of going off on a tangent,
1: but getting I'm back sorry. to the other
3: things. Yeah, it's all, it's all relevant. One. Okay, yeah. there, there's been a lot of strange things around the house. For instance, I just went through a series of electrical theme problems with starting with my car, and then when I went to work on it, it was the headlight out. No problem. I figured I looked. It's not the easiest thing to get to on the newer cars, and it was dark and a little bit rainy. I turned the garage light; on, it goes out. I go to change it, put in a bulb that's way too big for it, but at least I could see out there. And I was looking. I think I wrote this at the end of that. I was looking for a 100-watt bulb. Eventually, after I got the uh, the uh, light bulb checked and that in the, in the uh, car. I go back out there and unscrew the light. I bring it in, and after I get in the house, this thing just literally comes apart by my hand like somebody cut it with a glass cutter around towards the base. It's very strange. Hmm. I was like, what the heck, you know?
1: Yeah, but and I'm then,
3: let's see, I'm trying to think. There was other electrical things. We went to, or I went to, uh, oh, the wash machine switch. I was going to do some laundry, throw it in real quick, a small load, because I'd been working on a car, my hands were dirty, and I was going to clean up some rags that I'd wipe my hands on. Same thing, the switch doesn't work. So I ended up taking that apart, and the next day it wouldn't work again. I ended up taking it apart again. I sprayed contact cleaner in it, and it seems to be okay now. But mm-hmm. just, I mean, that sure, that could all be coincidental, but... Yeah, well, you know. Ben, I'm do you want like George Norrie, I don't believe in coincidences after a while.
1: Yeah, neither do I. Ben, do you want to comment on the electrical Le- factor here?
2: The electrical factor, you pretty much already stated, like, what's the word? Um, you pretty much went over that earlier with the weird electrical fields and stuff, rocks, etc.
1: Yeah, there, there are a lot of reactions in areas like yours. To, By electrical equipment, particularly microwaves, televisions, washing machines, appliances of any kind, these fields affect these devices. And one thing – we're going to blow right through the break here because I I don't want to interrupt the discussion. Uh, Suffice it to say – Go to BehindTheParanormal.com and feel free to buy my books. Visit the, the Museum of Work and Culture in downtown Woodsocket here. It's a great place. And uh, patronize uh, American Beauty Sign Company on Providence Street. And uh, check them out uh, online to AmericanBeautySigns.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so back to bird here. Yeah, well, one thing uh, we, we seem to be talking about unrelated things here, but they're not unrelated. UFOs, uh, the, the uh, apparitions of Native Americans, electric, electrical phenomena that affect your appliances, things of that kind of, that simply annoy you. These things generally we find are all related. Nothing in the paranormal that seems to be separated from anything else. And I think what's happening here is you're dealing uh, entirely with overlapping realities in areas where these 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 electromagnetic fields are very active and very strong and when that happens you can get phenomena that seem to be unrelated but are being caused by the same processes one of these phenomena may be negative and they may involve parasites the, this the same overlapping uh, of various realities that allow ghosts or so-called ghosts to manifest that allow electrical fields to get out of hand and affect your appliances can also allow the entry of parasites. And the problem with parasites is that they can do so consciously, seemingly. Again, they are life forms and we've seen them working in several worlds at a time. This seems to be how they live. Life is of infinite variety. These things seem able to live not just in one world but in many. Uh, We do the same thing but we're not really aware of it. They seem to be able to reach almost like uh, some sort of octopus uh, from one world to another, and th- th- again, this is how they live. Life is, um, again, of, of endless variety. So these phenomena may be unrelated to one another, seemingly, but they are caused perhaps by the same processes that exist at this site you live on, Bert. So um, is, is, did you want to continue, or do you want Ben to continue reading?
3: It's up to you, gentlemen. You're, you you do it. Uh, I think it, you know, would be best to help everybody understand.
1: Exactly. Right? That's that's the intention. To
3: figure out how do you mitigate
1: that sure. problem. How do we? get well, rid we'll of we'll we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get to that. So, right. Okay. Go ahead, man. All right.
2: I have burned enough candles with prayer to light up New York City. To me, all paths in the light are the right path, no matter what the religion. There is only one being's ear that hears all of us. That. Are praying, no matter what the religion, with the exception of those that pray to evil. But then, ultimately, what that well was that not created by the same being. However, I am not naive enough to believe that evil doesn't hear us too, as the beings have created the same being. Um, however, I am not naive to believing that evil doesn't. He- oh wait, I just read that um, and tries to interfere with what we want for our lives here. And the rest of the world, especially these days when evil is actually controlling the planet. I understand that our uh, planet is moving through the universe on its 2,600-year two, cycle, that we are at a point of awakening oh. or being kept asleep for yet another cycle, or destroyed to start over yet again. Until the lesson is learned and then
1: the next level is obtained, the universe is very patient. Okay, there are a lot of deep thoughts in that paragraph and quite a few assumptions as well. All right, certainly uh, we believe, as you do, uh, in a personal God. uh, I don't presume to define that God or to apply a name or names because I think that's beyond the capability of our language. However, faith is not beyond us. Faith is everything. Faith is 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 our removal from blindness, in my opinion. So yes, I think that prayer is of extreme importance. Now, there's another email I want to—we're not going to have a chance to get to it today—but it brings up something that might be relevant to the paragraph Ben just read, and that's that uh, the use of certain names, Jesus or sometime, or, or Isis or, or whoever, you know, it, is it entirely uh, because of the of the power of one's belief, or is it because of the power of the name in itself? I think there's, there's a factor of both there. So w- w- when you pray, obviously it has to be um, in a context and to one whom you love and believe in very deeply. That has tremendous power. Right? Uh, as far as the um, the universe being in a certain state right now, yes, I think we agree with that. There, the, the, the period 2011 to 2016 or 2020, supposedly, if there is a 2020... That is is one of great astronomical oddities, all right, That would seem to affect the electromagnetic fields we've been talking about. Now, now, I, I'm not just trying to sound scientific talking about these electromagnetic fields or this or that. Electromagnetism is the power that holds the, the apparently the whole the whole universe or the whole multiverse together, not just the material uh, universe. You know. Materially, we are pretty much held together by these electrical fields, molecules, atoms, etc. Everything is electrical, so it is of relevance. The moon affects the tides. It also affects the electromagnetic fields uh, of of the planet and uh, of, of, of our own brains. I've seen this firsthand working in psychiatric hospitals where people really do get crazier at times of the full moon because it affects their electromagnetic cycles. So these things are relevant. Now, exactly what this period in our history means, whether there is going to be an enlightenment or or some sort of you know total catastrophe and then a reawakening, uh, which seems to have happened several times before in in the, the long and empty, seemingly empty history of our planet, or at least our our conscious understanding of history, then I think we um, that's an open question. I don't know the um, fact that. These astronomical things are happening. That, that the, the 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 solar system is flattened out. That the galaxy is flattened out. That the super galaxy is flattened out. That the, you know, the community of galaxies around us all seem to be flattened out. Which happens about every 660 million years or so. Strangely enough, does seem to indicate that there are tremendous fluctuations in these electromagnetic fields. Uh, ergo, you're going to have worlds interlapping that usually wouldn't. You're going to have people experiencing paranormal phenomena who usually wouldn't even pay attention to them. And you're going to have a lot of frightened people out there. I think that within a year we're going to see the paranormal leading the national and world news. I think governments are going to become frightened. I think they maybe already are. Simply because worlds are going to overlap. A blend maybe self-destruct uh, anything can happen as, as I always use the analogy of bubbles in a bathtub anything can happen with this situation so precisely what will happen we just don't know but I think you've, you've kind of hit a, a, on a point here uh, Bert that indicates maybe why uh, phenomena seem to be exploding right now and uh, if, if it's any comfort as I said in the beginning it's not just you uh, we're all in this kind of together although you say this seems to have followed you uh, throughout your life but I think that uh, the matter of, of just these, these universes, uh, or rather these uh, universes blending more easily than they usually would have, would be uh, one factor that I think you seem to have uh, hit upon um, in a valid way. So that's a long answer to a short question, I guess. But uh, do you see what I mean here?
3: Ah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I, that's why I was talking about the 26,000-year cycle there that we go through with the Earth. Yeah, going. So
1: But again, I would I would emphasize what you said earlier, what we said earlier, and that's you know I wouldn't concentrate too much of my intellect on that. I would just you know, as you say, take it a moment at a time. You know, I find again not to check your brain at the door, but to to let it go and and stop analyzing everything. I think you're going to get a lot farther. As I say, it took me a very with my academic and scholarly background, it took me a long time and a lot of lessons from my very remarkable son here, uh, to learn that lesson for myself. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. okay.
3: It's a it's a little harder when you're living in the middle of it.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's, it's well, I mean, you know, well, we, yeah. we, we live in the middle of a lot of stuff ourselves, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah but, but uh, so so we're with you, buddy, here, you know, on this. Uh, I've
3: just been through, my body's been through so much, I've had, oh, I, I could go back to that part, too, of my life, but.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay. a car
3: accident and and, uh my mother dreamt about it before it happened.
1: Yeah.
3: And my neck broke in three places and my a whole bunch of broken parts on the body that shouldn't even be alive, but Mm -hmm. and she shouldn't have made it through and then we're going in a home and they actually eventually a nurse came up and asked us if we thought maybe she was possessed.
1: Um, really well that 's one of the reasons I was working in psychiatric hospitals with a priest was there were suspicions of these things uh, yeah. okay well that obviously this goes deeper than even though your email is is very complete it goes deeper than a lot of these things might uh, Those are might indicate over <laughs> yeah well again uh well we're you know we're using up our hour here L- Let me come down to one or two suggestions preliminary suggestions for for you all right uh i think we've already made the first one and that's that's to take it a moment at a time things really are very simple i think in life they don't have to be complex and i think you, you from what you said you kind of realize that take it a moment at a time as you see deal with it you know as you encounter judge you know and and, and just just do it that way and try to maintain do you meditate at all
3: Uh yes when i get time yes okay so, yeah just- Take time when I can't deal with the, you know. Sure. After
1: a while, you need a break. Yeah. Uh, may I ask what you do for a living?
3: Right now, I'm unemployed.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Well, th- well, that that might say a lot. A lot of cases we run into uh, when someone has a, a parasite problem or a potential parasite problem lives in a site where they can come through more easily. That's often when they nail you. Is when you're in the house, you know, very little to do, unemployed. Uh, well, so, I got
3: the
1: to do. <laughs> okay, well, Okay, well, don't we all? But I, well, it depends what it is. I mean, there, there are things that are more constructive than others. One thing well, that I uh,
3: rebuttaling I'm remodeling the house, and it doesn't seem to like that.
1: No, <laughs> oh, see, that, that, yeah, see, you're messing with the with the consciousness wave, so to speak. If you do that, yeah. um, not that you shouldn't. I mean, it's your house, but yeah. w- what what we usually suggest in this case is outside activities. What do, do you do? Any sports? Do you have any hobbies? Do you have any clubs?
3: Oh, I do. I I work out and stuff, but I don't go out the, outside the house to do it. That I can't afford to. I I live rurally, so yeah. I'm not around a whole lot. And yeah, I go outside a lot. I'm used to being outside. I like I like being outside.
1: Mm-hmm. So well, I'm, that's good. I, mean, I don't yeah. sit
3: in the house for days at a time by any means.
1: <laughs> well, if you live in a rural area, certainly uh, even even just taking a walk. For an right. hour a day. It's not only really good for you. I don't know how old you are, but you know my age, I try and take a walk every day. Um, it's, it's healthy for you. And also, you know, it, it changes the chemical mix in the house and on the site. It really does. It, it brings in uh, literally and figuratively kind of fresh air. And we find that it really does uh, lessen the ability of the parasite to get to you. I don't know how many. It sounds like you, may, if, if you have them, you have probably more than one. But I think that something as simple as taking a walk would would, uh, would help. So I would suggest, uh, first of all, uh, just to review, <laughs> number one, uh, take things day at a time. Don't analyze. Try not to say this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Just try to calm yourself and take it a moment at a time. And get out of the house a little more. Try to, do, you, do you live alone? Yeah, I do now. My wife uh, left. Yeah, well, yeah, you mentioned that in your email, right? Yeah. Well, that's uh, well. Again, you know, alone in the house is not all the time is not good. Okay, just get out and take a walk. You know, you might find that that in itself will improve things. It'll help dissipate some some of the, the if you want to call it psychic pressure or paranormal pressure on the site. It really can be effective. Okay, um, so so th- those are two suggestions. Number three, I don't want to make too many suggestions at once I'll, I'll I'll try I'll try to make time to stay in touch with you over this Oh, I appreciate okay but uh, I don't want to give too many suggestions at one time you know too much homework
3: well yeah. I do I do uh, Tai Chi and that I've been in a Chinese martial arts since I was a
1: kid so okay well that's good well Ben can give you advice on meditation and stuff yeah but if you uh, if you do that, well Ben do you have any suggestions uh, for bird on meditation?
2: Well, one thing that I learned how to do from um, – what's it called? Uh, the, Zen, the Zen Center, we used to bum meditation lessons off for free because they, <laughs> they had it on Wednesdays for free, and we'd always go on Wednesdays just so we could get it for free. And um, what, would, what they would do was um, they'd teach you this simple little mantra that would uh, basically just clear out your thoughts and, and things like that. And all you do, it's really, really simple. As you inhale – you, you try to clear your mind by saying to yourself, clear mind, and then exhale, don't know. And you just keep doing that, and you'll feel more relaxed and all of that, and it's a very basic, basic form of meditation rather than like throwing yourself into different worlds and all that. It's, it's very, very, very
1: relaxing, and it, it helps quite a bit. Yeah, this is very basic stuff we're suggesting here to start with. Another thing uh, is, is more technical – and I would suggest, uh, have you heard any of our shows where we mention infrasonics?
3: Yes, I can't remember exactly what.
1: Okay. Uh, essentially, what can happen is that, and it's not really paranormal, What happen, although I suppose it could be a factor, if you have a, uh, a faulty subwoofer on your stereo, if you have a faulty ventilation motor fan or you know, something in your ventilation system or whatever, These things can create uh, infrasound, sound that we cannot hear with the naked ear, but that can become trapped in a house, say. Uh, Even wind blowing over the peak of your roof can do this at times. And what this seems to do is, depending on your point of view, either, either create the illusion of basic paranormal phenomena, and as I say, this, this was discovered in the late 1990s in a lab in England where the, the, poor, the poor sod was working late at night, the poor lab assistant. All the beakers started to shake and click against one another, and they looked in the doorway, and there was this weird figure standing there, all the papers, and so he took off, but it turned out it was infrasonics. Now the question is, and of course we actually had this happen in our own house with Ben's older brother with, with a, a faulty uh, pump on a fish tank filter system. And uh, we got rid of that, and all phenomena ceased immediately. We had shaking beds, you'd walk out into the hallway, and you'd feel this electrical tingle, like in the presence that we would always feel of uh, negative entities. It was it was awful. Now, the question is, do these things create the illusion of these phenomena, or do the infrasonics open a door, again, to overlapping worlds, or, or, or to parallel worlds where things you don't want are lurking, so to speak? So in any case... You might want to look at your appliances, uh, your stereo, and just um, kind of see if you turn something off, do things get better? If, if you don't play certain kinds of music that create certain vibrations from the subwoofer, do things get a little better? It's worth taking a little time to do that because that might could be part of the problem. You see where we're getting at here?
3: Yeah, I'm just thinking that a lot of these things that are in the house aren't the same thing as far as appliances and that but we're in the house on a child of course so you know a lot of things have changed in the phenomena still here so
1: oh yeah oh no i'm not suggesting the whole the whole scenario it. yeah the whole scenario is caused by the appliances but, but there could be a factor there yeah you know so that's just that's something worth looking at but th- 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 that's an, that's yeah. enough homework for today i think that we've uh, we've given you um okay we're I think we, do we have, uh, yeah, you know, we get time for one, one more paragraph there, Ben. Uh, I hope it's not, oh, it's not that big, okay.
2: okay. Um, all that being said, I can't seem to break out of this negative cycle in my life here. The only times have been when I have been living away from this house for long periods of time, and even then I am not sure that there was not a negative entity slash parasite there. Excuse me. My now former wife thinks that I have a curse on me or a negative spirit around me. I feel that this has much to do with her leaving me, as I feel it influences people around me as well as me. There were strange events that happened here when my wife came here to live too. Uh, Next, I will try to relate these events as best I can, starting more with the present
1: and progressing backward in time. Okay. There's a lot in that sentence, in in that paragraph, but curse is a pregnant word, so to speak. When I was in Australia, and I often talk about this, my my, my life-changing conversation with an Aboriginal elder named Minda Louie, he said, you know... The curse, or, or they had a thing called the pointing the bone. The medicine would, would point this bone at you when you you were fried. And what would happen, apparently, is if you don't believe in it, it has no effect. So what you believe, and this gets back into faith, I guess, is very relevant. And so my final suggestion to you is try to bring, and this is going to sound funny, and, so, and I hope it does, is bring some humor into your life. I often point to the the case in 1978 where I got rid of the worst poltergeist I ever ran into uh, with a joke book. We got everybody yucking it up. It dissipated the negative energy. And things, of course, the thing had pretty much worn itself out anyway. But don't underestimate the power of humor. I'd have some friends over. And if you don't have any, make some. All right. And getting out of the house will help you do that. And just, you know, have a good, positive time. And Obviously, you don't laugh at each other. I'm always telling you and Jonathan not to laugh at each other. Yeah. And, and try to just keep it positive. You have no idea the power and the good feeling that can be created and the negative energy that can be dissipated by humor. You see, you see what I'm getting at here?
3: Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. I, I, we used to like to watch a lot of comedies and that uh, movies. Um, I'm just uh to say with my... My former, English is like her fifth language, so maybe curse isn't the right word, but she comes from a different culture also.
1: Yeah. And, you said uh, she was from the Philippines,
3: right? Yeah.
1: Right. Okay.
3: And uh, she uh, she had brought the things up because of what happened to her when she was here in the house. Uh, outside of those events, I, I would see what reminded me of my father, or my mother talking through her almost. It's the only way I can put it. It's kind of hard to semanticize that. Mm-hmm. Her, her way she would say things, the way she acted, her demeanor, and I'm thinking, what in the heck is that? And she wouldn't remember it. Okay. And that was what was strange too, but it just, <laughs> you know, it, it would, it's a dinner table or something. It, it, I have to interject too, we worked a lot. We worked together, so we weren't in the house much. A lot of things, like I told you, with the water hose and that happened when we weren't here. Uh, that's some of the strange things that happened when she was here. The other thing was with my truck. That was bizarre. That truck was <laughs> it was almost like a target because it had been hit so many times and I was never in it.
1: Well, you live in Rhode Island here. Worst drivers yeah. in the country. But Okay, well, well these, these are all things that may or may not be, be relevant, but you, you comment on your wife's uh, perception is interesting, because in, in areas like that, where you have a lot of interaction among realities, apparently, someone who is sensitive, and I take it she comes across as very sensitive, can pick up on things, not really know what yeah. they are, and can talk about them, and doesn't really have a connection with what... But but it'll connect in, in your mind, which it apparently did. So, uh, and then, there, well, there is the ultimate uh, question here of whether you should stay in this location. Now, when you uh lived elsewhere you said that something seemed to be there still but it wasn't any wasn't nearly as bad as as it is uh, when you're on site
3: correct is that when correct? i went okay. to college down in columbus uh it seemed to dissipate it took some time and like you were talking about a better better uh, environment uh i was doing things at college that i enjoyed okay. around different people so yeah it eventually it dissipated and i became more myself and it, you know, uh, uh, it seemed to not be very strong when I got back here either. For years it didn't, uh, you know, seem to bother me or appear, although I did still had trouble finding a job. However, when I went to Columbus to school, I didn't have trouble finding a job. I had a job in 10 days down there. I paid more working part-time than I ever made up here working full-time.
1: Well, having been one who's been an employer in the past, uh, in particularly in the newspaper business, when, when one has a positive attitude, one is more likely to get a job. And w- when, when you're, you're kind of um, the victim of negative thinking or things, uh, very often that will come across when you talk to other people. And uh, so maybe just being away from the site what was a positive influence on your life. So th- that is the final, final suggestion I'm going to make this evening. And well, that oh, is to... Uh, is what? Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. It's just simply that you might want to consider moving. I know that's not easy to do today. I don't well, think I could do it, because I'd have to sell a house in an area where that's really difficult.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: But, um, there, you know, as, as Mr. Spock would say, there are always possibilities.
3: I would uh, I would interject, too, that when I went down to Columbus, although it wasn't long, it was only 10 days after I had left home. Um now I'm going to lose my track of thought here, my train of thought. Uh, yeah. Oh, I would, you know, you've mentioned this before. I was in a different environment away from here, so it, if this is a parasitic thing, maybe it can find me.
1: Well, again, time and space doesn't I? mean much. Actually, we're kind of running out of time here. I will be in touch personally uh, okay. with you, Bert, and I hope that everyone else has, has, who has similar situations has gathered something from this tonight. But, Bert, thank you for calling in. It's been, I hope, very constructive for you and for others. And I will be in thank touch uh, individually and trying to deal with the rest of, of what you have written here. I
3: appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you
1: very much. Okay, folks, we're kind of coming down to the end of our hour here. It was a quick one. Uh, Let's see. I wanted to simply remind you, of course, that uh, you can find out all about our guests, all about our shows, all about what's happening with us, uh, uh, starting at BehindTheParanormal.com. And you can get also uh, up to, I think it's well over 200 podcasts of our shows, including our Rendlesham special. Specials, which are going to be, as of this weekend, 16 hours on the air about the amazing events at the, the twin NATO bases, UFO landings, etc., in 1980, and we are marking the 30th anniversary of these, these events. And uh, this, uh, the marathon weekend is coming up, our, our uh-huh. end of the month, Mary. It uh, uh, really wears Ben out. And we'll be starting on on, AchieveRadio.com from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific uh, this Sunday. And that will be Rendlesham, uh, return to Rendlesham 6, uh, Stanton Friedman, the grandfather of ufology, and our good friend will be managing our panel, which will include uh, retired Colonel Charles Halt and uh, former U.S. Air Force personnel John Burroughs and uh, Jim Penniston for a look at the human cost of these amazing events, what was done to them by presumably government authorities and what has happened ever since then. And then finally, uh, next month, hopefully we're going to be doing uh, things from uh, a show from uh, Rendlesham itself uh, in England, and we'll see how that uh, that goes. Now also, uh, our marathon will continue with our regular CBS uh, Sunday evening show. And uh, that will be, oh, actually, Ben, you're supposed to be saying, <laughs> why don't you tell about the Sunday show?
2: I will. Sorry, step on your So, on our regular Sunday show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific on CBS Radio in Boston, or are we in Pittsburgh?
1: The, the, the executive producer doesn't know yet.
2: Okay, so let's just say we're in Pittsburgh, Detroit, Seattle, and online at www.newskyradio.com and com. We'll be doing our first remote broadcast from a paranormal case site, and it is an undisclosed location. It will be an open line show, and anything can
1: happen. This place, it probably will. Yeah. Now, it's the first time we will have done that. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, check out our show website again behindtheparanormal.com for details. And uh, we will. Um, well, we got another another minute, but this this whole business about our, our remote location—it's been a case that we've talked about several times, and that we hope to do our we're going to be finally doing some taping, uh, filming for our hopefully our new TV show uh, yeah. next week. That we'll tell you more about as it develops. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, yeah. It's been it's slow going because of the technical issues the two production companies have run into. With, uh, several things have never been done before, and they had to work that out. So we're digging it with a grain of salt. Yeah, well, well, sometimes a pillar of salt, but we'll a be there. Assault. We'll be there, and anyway. yeah. we'll be broadcasting from there. And uh, we're going to be interviewing the, the property owner. This is the case that involves ghosts, UFOs, and you name it. Uh, all sorts of things are expected to, uh, to take place, and Ben uh, will be on the front line there uh, reporting with me. So will there. you, Dad. Yes, I will. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so again, uh, I'm going to leave you tonight with a thought from uh, the retired corporate big cheese, Lee Iacocca. Okay, And uh, he says, uh, the only rock I know that stays steady, the only institution I know that works is the family. Yeah, I think that's nice, because that's uh, along with humor, and we were talking with our friend Bert tonight, along with humor, and uh, good order in your life, getting outside the situation, and keeping it simple, love is everything. Yes, as John Lennon said, all you need is love. That's right, and he was right, and that starts with the family. Even if you don't have anyone, you have everyone. Because in the multiverse, you are always loved and always cared for, because there are those who do that.
2: Okay. All right. Thanks for standing with us on a great cosmic journey. And we'll see you next time.
0: Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.